What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. I am your host, Josh Levine, and I am joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host, Travis Hatch. And today, we talk all things muscle. So if you are interested in building muscle, don't know why you wouldn't be, stay tuned because we get pretty deep, and I even give away my six-step process, the muscle-building method, in a full detailed explanation so that you guys can learn how to do this on your own. Bonus, if you want that in a PDF, all you gotta do is find me on Instagram. Before we get into it, we ask that if you love this episode, please give us five stars on Apple or a follow on Spotify. Share us on your socials. You can find me at Josh Levine Fitness and Travis at Travis Hawks Media. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget, you can now follow the podcast on Instagram. We got tons of clips on there for you guys, so go check it out. Share them to your stories. We love connecting with you. You can find us at Struggle to Strength Pod. Two is in number two. That's it. Get ready to build some muscles and get edumacated and also have a couple quick laughs like the guy who breathes air. We'll see you inside. So today we're talking about building muscle um, and we're going to, in specifically why building muscle is important. Um, and then we're going to talk about your muscle building method. Um, we'll get into some, some keys and some myths about building muscle that I think a lot of people have and then, um, where they can find more because you've got a pretty epic webinar series this week. Hell yeah. I'm hyped for that. Yeah. So first off, why is building, why is building muscle important? What does muscle building matter? Yeah. We, we like to go off the MBM. MBM, so many acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Why does muscle building matter? Muscle building matters. Muscle building, muscle is important. I mean, think about it this way. Strong people, and, and this is a Mark Ripito quote. Okay. Strong people are harder to kill and more useful in general. Yeah, that's fact. How, that's as simple as we can put it. Yeah. If you want to be hard to kill and if you want to be a more useful human being, you need muscle. You need to be strong. You need to be capable of not only moving well through space and understanding where your body is at in that space, having good proprioception, but you need to be able to lift loads. Not only are you more helpful when your friend has to move and like you have to lift heavy objects, but it's also safer. Like if you can pick 500 pounds up off the ground, it's probably pretty safe to pick up a hundred pounds off the ground. Right. So being able to do these things matters, not only from a, a performance standpoint, from a longevity standpoint. You know, you were just talking about when, when people get old, they lose their balance, they fall, they can get hurt, they can break a hip. And that doesn't have to happen. Yeah. If you're strength training your whole life, guess what? Your bone density is fucking dope. Yeah. Like you're, it's probably gonna be really hard for you to break a bone if you're squatting and moving heavy weight all the time. Yeah, so I was I was listening to um, a podcast on this on the way over here, um, Huberman Lab, and which which I thought was like super interesting. The way he was describing it is that um, naturally, I don't and I don't know. I would assume that that this probably happens at a certain age, like maybe after. I'm just is just speculation, but maybe like after 18 or something. Like I know as as men, once you hit around the 30 year old mark, your testosterone kind of yep. naturally starts declining. Yep. But, um, but it's not just testosterone. There are lots of other things that that happens 
too, or I, I think, I don't know. No, you're right. Um, but I, but I do know that like bone, uh, muscle, like muscle strength, um, your, like your muscle strength and, and your bone density and your bone strength and all of that stuff naturally declines with age. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not, um, I, I was using the, we were using the analogy earlier of like a bank account. Like if you put your money in, a, if you put a million dollars in a bank account, um, and you kept it there with like no interest for your whole life later that a million dollars wouldn't be worth a million dollars in 2000. 50. Not the same million dollars. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be worth the same when like a cup of coffee is a hundred bucks or whatever. You Dude, know like I mean? 40 years There's ago, college, college was like a thousand dollars. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that's like, yeah, that's that's nothing now. So um, there's naturally inflation and, and it's similar with, with your with your muscle, like the strength in your body slowly declines eventually to the point where your posture becomes bad, your bones become easier to break, that sort of thing. Um, and what he said is like one of the number one, uh, for, uh, one of the number one, like tell, uh, signs of, of health, like health markers, um, as you age is your ability to stand up from like a seated, seated position on a floor. Oh dude. Yeah. I used to make all my clients do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I was, when I was training at 24 hour fitness and, and even, you know, on my own after that, my clients, especially as they got into their older years, that was something I made sure they could all do. Cause if you fall and I've talked about this on the podcast before, if you fall and you're on the ground and you, and say you break a wrist or God forbid you break both your wrists, you, like you don't have anything to hold. Like you can't pick yourself up. You can't grab onto a railing. You can't pull a chair over. If you fall in the middle of somewhere, you need to be able to get up without using your hands. Yep. And that's probably what he was talking about, right? Yeah. Getting up without using your hands. Yeah, but exactly. And he was also just saying like, that's like a, uh, that's like a, a test or a marker of like your overall health because there's, skill. there's, because there's a ton of other systems that are all attached to like your, your mind muscle connection and your overall strength. Um, and so like, that's a, that's kind of like a test of how long you're going to live or how healthy you are in general. If you can do that as like an older person or at any age, at any if you age. can do that at any age, it's like a good test uh, marker that like you are going to be overall healthy as, as well. And so if you're not taking care, if you're not like, there's a difference between like taking care of yourself and, and like taking care of yourself. If you're not like consistently building strength, build, uh, building your muscular strength, um, then you're, then you are consistently losing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's taking care of yourself. Like you're not going to die. Right. And there's taking care of yourself. Like you want to live. You're going to be healthy. Like, like yeah, you want to be, be able to go optimal. out and like, you know, go out and like, like dance when you're 70 or do you want to be like in a wheelchair? Yeah. Like, Dude, I have so many clients who, especially being out here in Colorado, they just want to ski for free. Yeah. That's, that's their goal. That's why they train and they're coming up on, you know, age 60, 65 and they just want to ski for free. And I think at most mountains out here, it's like 70 dude. Sugarbush, I think is 90. Damn. Uh, like how many 90 year olds did it had like had yeah. to be skiing for them to be like, we're losing money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to be able to do things, not just have, not just be able to like live, not just be able to like go places or walk around by yourself. If you want to have the freedom to be able to be a human that likes, that is able to do the things that they like to do, to go for hikes, to go skiing, to go snowboarding, to dance, to be 
self-sustainable to be able to be in your own house by yourself at an older age and not need help. Yeah. Like what is the last, like people don't want to need help. Yeah. All you have to do is train and move your body and not just train and move your body. Like we talked about the people who go to the gym just to maintain, I'm using air quotes. Cause like we were talking about in, in the analogy, if you're just training to maintain, you're just putting a million dollars in your bank account and it's not accruing any interest and down years down the line, it's not going to do what you wanted it to do. Right. Your body's not going to do what it wanted it to do. You need to put your money where it's going to accrue. Like you said, like three to 5% and you need to train your body and move your body in a way where you are trying to get better at what you're doing. Yeah. So you can accrue strength. You can accrue mobility. You can accrue just an ability to be strong, do the yeah. things that you like doing. Yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's not even this, you know, there's, there's the, you could, you could take it to the point of like, you know, aesthetically, obviously that's another, um, great, great like part, part of yeah, uh, strength training. Cool like, side effect. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to look good, but even that, you know what I mean? Like if you don't care about that, that's, that's totally fine and you don't have to. Um, but yeah, just for like longevity and, and being able to, being able to, you know, be able to have good posture and not be in like severe pain as you get older, mm -hmm. it's way easier to just start now lifting weights in a way that you're focusing on getting stronger, not necessarily even getting bigger or getting more shredded, but like getting stronger. And, um, and, uh, that's going to be easier than like all of a sudden you being older and like in a shitload of pain and trying <laughs> to figure out how to rehab. Yeah. You know, what's easier, like, you know, if you, if you go to your doctor and they're like, okay, you should start weight training because you know, you're on borderline osteopenic and we need to improve your bone density. You know, what's easier than building bone density is just maintaining it. Yeah. So just like continue to try to get stronger throughout your life and you won't have that problem. The other thing is you mentioned aesthetics. The really cool part about getting strong is you look good. Mm -hmm. Like the side effect is that you look good and you struggle, you look strong and not just strong, but athletic. Yeah. Right. Cause like there's some power lifters out here who are like really fucking strong and you wouldn't know they stepped foot in a gym unless they were wearing a weight belt. Sorry yeah. guys. But they're yeah. chonky. They're, they're, they're chonkers. So, but they're strong as fuck. Yeah. But so if you train to be strong, to be mobile, to be agile, to be athletic, then you're going to have a really great life of, of, being capable and the the cool side effect is that you're going to look good you're going to feel good and because you're training in a way that you're trying to get better at things like the mental aspect of that radiates into every other aspect of your life yeah like like when you know people probably laugh when i say that you know we're, we're going to change your life when you join our team at the muscle building method people people laugh talk to some of my clients and they'll tell you like it's not a joke. Like we do, we do change your life because we show you that you're capable. We show you that you're strong and then we build confidence. And then that confidence radiates in every other aspect of your life. You could become a more confident partner, a more confident mother or father, a more confident employee or business owner. Everything improves and you're becoming resilient. You're overcoming things every day. You're teaching your body how to fight off even like sickness. Oh yeah. Like we just got through a pandemic year. It's no surprise that like the fit and healthy people who are trying to get stronger, more athletic, aren't really the ones who are being affected. Yeah. 
and they're, I mean, cause they're focused on, they're focused on it. There was, you know, I was seeing lots of, I don't want to get too, I don't want to talk about COVID too much. No, me people, either. people get all <laughs> get, uptight, get but I think it's pretty, it's pretty clear to say that like, if you're a fit and healthy person, those people are getting less sick and they're more focused on supplementation and all kinds of different things. I mean, so. it's not a, co being fit and healthy isn't a comorbidity. Let's put it at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And that's just the facts. So if your feelings are hurt, then I'm. Yeah. So it's not just, I think that that's, the, you know, people get, I don't know if it's just like they get insecure or they get in denial or what it is, but like lifting weights is not just about, you know, being like the biggest bodybuilder or being like a meathead or something. It's about having a strong immune system. It's about, you know, yeah, feeling good about yourself aesthetically. Uh, it's about maintaining your bone density and your muscle muscle density as you get older so that you're not in severe pain. It's about um, maintaining your your nervous system and your mind muscle connection so that, you know, when if you are 70, like you could go skiing, you still have your balance. You don't like slip and fall you when awareness. you wouldn't have 20 years ago. But it, you know what I mean? Like that literally you're you're literally training those pathways. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and maintaining your body's like posture, um, you're like, we were talking about earlier when you're feeling like that burn, your body's generating lactase, lactate, lactate which yep. then goes throughout your body, goes to your brain, your heart, your liver, and helps regenerate those organs. Like it's literally one of the best things that you can do <laughs> for so, your overall <laughs> It is so fucking health. You. Testosterone yeah. as a man, like, if you want to maintain yeah. healthy, if you want to have sex when you're 50, 60. Yeah. Guess what? You, Lift should, you should be lifting heavy weights. Yeah. Guess what? If you want to, if you have low testosterone and you're not lifting weights and you have a low, a shitty diet, you'll have higher testosterone. If you fix your diet and you start weight training. Yeah. And, and, and those are the facts. Yeah. And I like your point about, you know, having good awareness of where your body's at in space. We refer to as proprioception. Um, the thing that I always think of, and this starts when you're young. Okay. Gymnastics, dude. Yeah. Like if you start doing gymnastics or the, the parents who are listening right now, if you're like trying to figure out what your kid might be, uh, be interested in, I will always push gymnastics because think about how much awareness you have about where your body's at in space. Yeah. Like your proprioception is absolutely impeccable. Think about how hard it is to learn, like how to snowboard, for example, as an adult versus as a kid. Yeah. Like the older you get, you guys, this shit does not get easier. So start when you're young, the same thing as gymnastics goes for weight training. Um, people who do ballet have really good awareness and, and usually really good balance. Like this, is only going to get harder as you get older and you, you should start young. Yeah. hundred percent. I think yeah. martial arts is another really good one for, for sure. Similar to gymnastics about learning spatial awareness, yep. you know, where your body is like there was, um, I forget when I was like younger, when we were teenagers and, and we were learning how to drive, I think there were studies that were coming out about kids who played video games, like first person video games. Mm -hmm. And the reduced likelihood that they would get in like car accidents. Mm, yeah. Because they have so much more spatial awareness and I never really played video games, but I did play Same. sports and all that other shit. So I, I really, I had a really good um, concept of where my body was at in space. Yeah. But I noticed that. Um, so when I, when I started my business, uh, a big part of like my videography business is flying. I'm, I have a part 107 FAA pilot license for, 
UAV, like small mm-hmm. aircraft. Um, and, uh, for like basically, they're basically drones. And that's like a big part of like the video that I do for businesses or real estate agents is like flying drones and getting these epic drone shots. And it was like so hard for me at first to get really smooth shots because I'm flying like a little controller and and I realized I'm like, dude, I never really was into video games when I was younger. I mm-hmm. suck at video games. I know. What you and mean. a large part of it is like, I just can't fucking like get the little dot on the thing. And I, I always miss whenever I'm shooting. Cause I just don't have, you know? And so I was like, and I, I, during the pandemic, I started playing some video games like with Scott and some of my friends just like to, you know, something to do while I'm locked inside. Um, and, uh, I noticed like, at first I was like, oh, I feel, kind of feel like I'm wasting time playing these video games, but then I would go fly the drone again and, and every time I was better. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm starting to figure out like the thumb dexterity thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, dude, like literally, you know, whatever your, whatever your, your goal is, like, you know, if you, if you practice things that help you with that, you're going to get better at it. You Principle know? of specificity. Yeah. Specific adaptation to impose demands. My, I always had the same issue playing video games. I never played when I was young. And so I didn't have those like really slight thumb movements. Yeah. It was either like, yeah, all in the center or, nothing, or all yeah. the way forward. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm playing video like games running with like into guys walls who are good. And shit. Exactly. I couldn't, and I didn't have like the small, tiny, gentle motor movements. And so I can see how that would apply, but that applies to every aspect of your life. And in any physical endeavor that you have, you can get better at what you want to get better at it by practicing things that are similar to what you want to get better at. Yeah. You know, like I said, you're not going to get better at deadlifting by running. Right. Maybe unless you're sprinting. Yeah. But still I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. So we've, we've said a few things here that um, I think relate directly to some common like myths that, and these are just, these are just things that I've heard from a, from a, or thought even myself at one point, just from, you know, a lifetime of like being involved in, you know, weightlifting and that sort of thing. Um, so I, I just wanted to like talk about a few of these. Yeah, um, let's, let's bust some myths. So we were talking about chonky power lifters, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this is like a common um, misconception, especially with girls, females, um, or just anybody who really doesn't want to have a large muscular frame. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a girl. Um, but like that weightlifting equals large muscular frame. Like if I touch, if I touch anything, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, oh, well, like if you do really, really high reps with light weights, it won't happen. But if you, if you touch like a really heavy weight or do something that's like, f- you know, five to six reps or something, you're going to have like this large bulky muscular frame. Yo, I so wish. I just wanted to talk about how, how unrealistic that is. <laughs> Dude, I wish that was the case. Yeah. Yo, I've been trying to get too big for so <laughs> fucking long. And I mean, here's when people ask me that if lifting, like, you know, I want to lift weights, but I don't want to get bulky. I'm like, cool. You have a driver's license, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like you drive a car, right? Like, yeah. Were you ever afraid you were going to turn into a NASCAR driver? Yeah. They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well this is kind of the same thing. So I just really don't want to be Travis Pastrana. Dude, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Shake and bake. Ricky I want to drive a car, but <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I want to like get places, but I, I just don't want to be a formula one champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it is, it is like that. Think about the amount of time, dedication, effort, intentional effort that goes into becoming a NASCAR driver. Yeah. 
that's about how hard it is to build a, a substantial amount of muscle on your body. I mean, when you think about it, you go to the grocery store and you look at like a one pound steak and you're just going to make that appear. Right. And you think that if you just lift a heavy weight, it's just going to like, like one of those old, um, like the sponge animals that you put in the water as a kid. Yeah. You ever play with those and yeah, they like yeah, get really big. Yeah. That's not how it works. Right. You know? So no lifting weights doesn't make you bulky. It, like lifting weights makes you strong. Yeah. It makes you capable. It makes you confident. It makes you all of the things that you want. By the way, the people who are worried that lifting weights are going to make them bulky, they need to lift weights to grow muscle to make to get the shape that they want. Right. Those people are more often than not the people who think that they just need to lose fat. They think they look just how they want to look underneath the the layers of fat that they have. Yo, they don't just make people like that. Yeah. You have to build the body. So build as much as you can with the intention of building muscle. Cause guess what? All the Instagram girls that you want to look like who are doing the booty workouts with the bands and the pink dumbbells, they don't lift like that. Yeah. That's right. That's for Instagram to sell their bands. Their, their bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the industry has told women for so fucking long. And, and I don't mean to like talk to women right now, but this is mostly women who say this yeah. because the industry has been fucking lying to you and telling you that men need to lift really heavy and light and, and, and low reps and women need to be dainty and petite and lift really like lightweight and high reps to tone. And toning is not a fucking word. Toning is building muscle and then revealing the fat underneath it. So you have to build muscle and then burn fat to tone. You can't just tone a muscle. Right. So, to the people who want are afraid who want the body that I know you want, but are afraid to lift weights because they're afraid to get bulky. I fucking challenge you to try to get as bulky as you can. And somewhere within a couple years, you're going to say, damn, I look really fucking good. Yeah. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> now, is it, what about, um, what about like you start lifting weights a lot and because you're lifting weights, maybe you get a voracious appetite and you're just eating a shitload of food. Is well, that a factor too? Like that is, you should be. Yeah. Right. You should be. If you're, if you are moving more then you are expending more energy, your body needs more energy coming in yeah. because it has more energy going out. So yeah, you should be hungrier, but your net energy balance may be the same. Cause right. you're expending, like think about it, like your bank account, you're spending more energy, you're spending more money because you're working out and you're lifting heavy, but you also need to be making more money or else you're not going to have a, like your bank account's either going to go up or down. Right. Right. So if you're making more money and you're consuming more calories than you're expending, then your weight, your likelihood of building muscle is going to go up. Yeah. But if you're expending all this energy, like spending a ton of money, and you don't have a lot coming in, you're not eating a lot of food or you're not making a ton of money in the bank analogy, then you don't have the nutrients or the, the resources to be building muscle. So you're doing a whole lot of work, but you're not supporting your body with the nutrients or the resources that it needs to actually turn that work into muscle. You're just getting better at doing work and you're probably going to start losing weight and maybe even losing muscle. Yeah. Which is going to make it harder to look the way you want. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's, here's one that I definitely used to, um, 
think or struggle with just because I've had injuries, but that like lifting weights will cause injuries or that there's certain exercises that will cause injuries. Like squats, for instance, will like hurt your lower back. Dude, doctors hate squats and deadlifts. Yeah, because I've had multiple doctors tell me like, you should just, you should just like not do a squat. You know, like yeah, I had a, again. I had a physical therapist tell me that I should just not do weighted squats. Yeah, I had my, I had a doctor tell me I shouldn't deadlift anymore. Um, and then I, I like, it was after I had a bulging, I, I bulged a disc in my back. And this was like a whole, a whole series of events. Like I had my throat surgery and then I had a hernia and then I, or, or, or vice versa. And then I, you know, got back to lifting and I was lifting improperly and I had a, I bulged a disc. I went back and I relearned how to utilize my core, stabilize properly so I could move well. And after my doctor told me never to deadlift again, I deadlift 500 pounds for like reps. Yeah. I was like, fuck you guy. <laughs> but no lifting. So lifting weights, will not cause injury. That's like saying running will cause injury yeah. or playing soccer will cause injury. Like all of these things can cause injury if you don't do them right. Yeah. Right. So like lifting will not cause injury. In fact, lifting properly with quality execution and quality intent will reduce the likelihood for injury because you're moving well, you're understanding how your body is supposed to move. But if you're not doing it right, or if you're not doing it with like guidance from a coach or a trainer, then yeah, you might not be moving right. Yeah. So no, squatting won't cause an injury. Poor squatting will. Yeah. Deadlifting won't cause an injury. Yeah. Poor deadlifting will. You just have to, you have to know how to move. Yeah. You have to move right. And probably all the other things you're doing as well. Like it's not just the squat. Like what are the, all the other things that you're, that you're doing? Yeah. Every, well? everything else. I mean, Dude, most people get hurt just like picking shit up off the floor. Yeah. So why don't you practice picking shit up off the floor the right way so you don't get hurt picking shit up off the floor? Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, all right. I mean, we, we'll definitely get into more of these uh, at a later date, but I also wanted to talk about, um, now that we've kind of talked about the importance of muscle building, your muscle building method, um, and then, you know, what where's more information that people can find stuff and like your upcoming or the webinar that you're doing this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about how your muscle building method and how you go about helping people build muscle in, in your program. For sure. So the number one thing that I find when people have goals related to their fitness or their health is that they have a vague goal or a general goal. It's not necessarily a smart goal, you know, smart goals being specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Mm -hmm. S-M-A-R-T. That's what your goal should look like. If you are very serious and you're very serious about this goal, you should write that out as a smart goal. Now, most people have a goal and they can get to the smart goal, but then you ask them how they're going to do it. And their process is just as vague as the goal was. So they might want to build muscle. You say, cool, how are you going to do it? They're like, well, I'm just, I'm going to work out and lift weights. Like, okay, cool. What else? Well, I guess um, I'll probably get like a, a protein shake. I'm like, okay, cool. What else? Because working out and drinking a protein shake is not, it's not a good process. Yeah. Right. Like think about what a good process looks like, what a good framework looks like. And Nick talked about frameworks in our last episode about, you know, getting to a desired outcome. Mm -hmm. The steps to achieve a desired outcome. Lifting weights and drinking a protein shake 
is not the most optimal way to achieve the desired outcome of building muscle. Right. So I always like to ask people what your process is, mostly because most people don't have a good process. Yeah. And we talk about my process. I have been able to help hundreds of people build muscle, burn fat, achieve really badass bodies and really not only like good looking physiques, but very functional, very strong, very healthy physiques because health comes first using our method. And so this is the process behind the muscle building method. It's more than a method. It's a mentorship. We want to teach you how to do it so that you can take this process and you can use it on your own for the rest of your life. So I implement the method. My assistant coaches implement the method. So let's, let's like run through the method. I'll just fucking give it to you guys. Yeah. Let's run through the method. And then maybe you guys on your own at home can like figure out how you can make that work for you. Or you can tune into our webinar. This, uh, well, I know this is going to air on Wednesday, but like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which is going to be the 17th, 18th, 19th of this, of August this week. And, uh, you can tune in and, and, and figure out exactly we're like, we're going to tell you exactly what you need to do in order to build muscle. And I've got really great guests coming on. We'll talk about it later, but let's start with the method. Okay. So the method is an acronym. It's a six step process. It starts with M M is for, we measure, we measure where you're at and where you want to be. We usually do this on a, uh, on a consult call where we have to identify every part of your life that is not that you, that you're not satisfied with right? Or that is not helping you get closer to your goal. So you might say, Hey, Josh, I want to build, you know, 10 pounds of muscle. And I'm like, cool. All right. How many days a week are you training right now? What kind of training are you doing? How often are you weightlifting? Are you doing cardio? What's your diet look like? How many calories you're consuming? What's your macronutrient split look like? How's your sleep? How's your digestion? How's your stress management? Do you have kids? Do you have a dog? Do you have a wife? Do you have a husband? Do you have a, a boss that you fucking hate? Like, do you play sports on the side? I need to know everything about your life because those are all going to play a role in the creation of your protocols. So like if you are a super stressed human being and you play soccer twice a week and you got three kids and you're the, you know, breadwinner of the household and you know, your work is really stressful. Like we can't add a ton more stress to that, but we have to understand where you're at. A lot of those things probably aren't going to change, but understanding where you're at and where you want to be is going to help us get to our next step where we E evaluate and we make a plan to bridge the gap based on where you, who you are as a person and what your life looks like. How many days a week can you train? Not only how many days a week can you train, how many days a week can you recover from? What does your life look like at home? Do you have dinner with the families every night? And if you have dinner with your family every night, is that something that you can control so that you can have your meal or are you going to eat whatever your husband or wife cooks? We need to evaluate all of these different areas of your life so we can make a plan that covers your training, your nutrition, your stress management, your sleep, your digestion, your energy levels, how well you can recover from these protocols. All of these things will go into the building and the development of your program so that we know that it works for you because the worst thing that we can do is give you a program that doesn't fit your life. If you have all this shit going on and I give you a program that's five or six days a week and you only get three or four because your life is fucking crazy, you're going to feel like you're falling behind you're going to feel like you can't do it. It's not going to help build your confidence. It's going to do the opposite. 
and you're going to want to quit because you feel like you quote, can't do it. It's not that you can't do it. It's that the protocols don't fit your life. I don't want you to change your life to fit the protocols. I want the protocols to fit your life. So the more information I can get during the measuring phase and the better we can evaluate to make sure that the protocols fit your life, the more successful you're going to be because the best program isn't the perfect program. I could write you the perfect program that six days a week does perfect. All the training is perfect. You know, we have you doing cardio. We have you tracking all your macros. We have you doing all this, that, the other thing. But if it doesn't fit your life and you can't stay consistent to it, it's not the perfect program for you. So the perfect program isn't the perfect program. It's the one that you can be most consistent to. And that's where your coach comes in is we help you find the perfect program. So that is the ME of the method. Once we have evaluated and we've made that plan to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. We can then discuss things like T training. We want to teach you how to train. We have the four pillars of training, which are execution, intensity, intent, and progressive stimulus to go through those execution is paramount. Like we were talking about earlier, lifting weights won't cause an injury lifting weights poorly with poor execution will. So as your coach, you're sending us videos of your training, of your squats or your deadlifts, your overhead presses, your leg presses, every movement, whatever it is, you're sending us videos of your training so that we can assess it to make sure that you are executing that movement to the best of your ability. And not only does it look good, but it feels good. And you're executing that movement the way that your body is designed to. As an example, you're tall. You have a few inches on me. So, and you have, I believe you have longer femurs than I do. Like your, your squat looks different than mine. Mm -hmm. So when I'm analyzing your squat video, I'm not just comparing it to like what anybody's squat should look like. Yeah. It needs to look good for you. So usually with a long femur squats going to look a little bit different. Your hips have to sit back a little bit farther. Maybe your knees have to go a little bit forward. We had to elevate your heels. Yeah. That's helped a lot is putting little plates under my heel, like elevating my heels. was like. It's like a game changer. And so I'm also able to get my feet closer together by doing that. Yep. It just feels way stronger. So after like going back and forth with your videos a few times, like we finally got squatting to feel good for you when your doctor told you you should never squat again. Yeah. So that's where the execution comes in. Execution might look different for everybody, but for you, we figured it out. We also touched on intent just now. Not only does it look good, but it feels good, right? You feel your muscles firing. So intent is performing anything with the intention of your desired outcome. So in our case, like for most of my clients, our case and and what we're talking about here is to build muscle. In order to build muscle, we need to stimulate the target muscle to the best of our ability until it can no longer contract against the load. So if you're doing a bicep curl, you walk into any gym, you see this at every fucking gym, walk into the gym, see people doing bicep curls, they're just swinging weights around, right? Bend over yeah. the side. Yeah, they're bending over. They're like, they're using their body weight. They're swinging their hips. They're basically, if they're using a barbell, they're basically violating the barbell. You know, like that yeah. poor, what did he, what did it ever do to you? But they get to pick up a 50 pound weight but they get instead to of a 25. Exactly. So then they ego think gets that looks better for the, for the girls who literally don't care and aren't looking at you. No, they don't, they don't know. Like, let me give you a secret. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. But you're also lift like I, you are, there's no intent. 
Yeah. There's no focus. If you walk up to that person, you're like, hey, what are you doing? They're like, bicep curls. It's like, really? Because the bicep is an elbow flexor and you're not doing much of that at all. Yeah. You're really just bouncing the bar off your hips with a 45 degree bend in your elbow and you're raising it up with your delt, with your shoulder, till you think it's a bicep curl. Yeah. You're doing chest right now. You're doing chest and shoulders <laughs> and hips. I don't know what you're doing. So every movement should be trained with intent. The best way to do that is, well, one, hire a coach. We teach you how to do that. Welcome to the method. Two is this sounds really nerdy, but like look at an anatomy chart and understand where, you know what? I have a fucking guide on this. Just reach out to me and I'll send you the guide. I have a guide on the four pillars of training and it talks about bicep curls, but look, look at an anatomy chart and look at where a muscle originates and where it inserts. So if you look at the bicep, like, okay, cool. It, it originates by the scapula and up by the shoulder, by the front delt right? And then it inserts below the elbow, right? On the something tuberosity, I forgot. Um, but anyway, it pulls those two points together. So the origin and the insertion are always going to be pulled together during a tra contraction. You're trying to get those two points to get as close as possible by squeezing that muscle as hard as possible to make it as short as possible. So now your training is not going from moving a, a weight from A to B, you know, on a bench press, you're not just moving the bar from your chest to as uh, above you. You're moving the, the pec, the muscle, you're stretching those two points, the origin and the insertion as far apart as they can go. And then you're squeezing them as close together as they can go. So you're not moving a weight through space. You're moving your muscle through space, which is why we don't train the movement. We don't just get good at bench press. Like, yeah, we do, but we train the muscle. So I don't care about your bar going from A to B. I care about the muscle going from A to B. And if that's what you focus on, then guess what? Your, your execution is probably going to be really fucking good. So this is the mind muscle connection thing that you actually mentioned earlier on. Get inside your body, understand what functions each of these muscles provides and focus on performing your movements by taking that muscle through its functional and active range of motion maximally lengthened, maximally shortened with tension from the load on the muscle at all times. That's how you train with intent. And then intensity would be the third one of the four where, you know, you gotta, you gotta fucking push it. Like what did Muhammad Ali say? I think it was Muhammad Ali said like, he, somebody asked how many sit-ups he does or whatever. He's like, I don't start counting until it hurts. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Cause if, if you're not pushing your body past what it was capable of doing yesterday, then it's no different. You're putting your million dollars in a bank account and letting it sit there and it's, it's getting worse. Yeah. You have to continuously challenge a muscle and your mind to do more than you did yesterday. Yeah. So this isn't train the muscle until you feel like stopping. It isn't train the muscle until it starts to burn. It isn't training the, the muscle until you don't think you can do anymore or you don't think you can do another one or any of that. Yeah. It is training the muscle past what you think is possible. Cause when it, yeah, I mean, and to, to those points, like when it starts to burn is when a lot of other physiological benefits are starting to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Not only that, not even just physiological. It's not even just, like yeah. It's like mental, it, everything's happening then. Mentally. Like if you can train yourself to, to recognize that pain 
and push through it because you know it's fucking good for you and because you know that is gonna help get you close to your goal, dude, that is resilience. Like that's why this is more better. This, is, this isn't just for your body. It's not just about muscle. This is why muscle building matters, right? Like it's, it's so much more than that. So you have to train with a level of intensity that will get you to where you wanna be. If you keep doing the same shit over and over and over again, you're gonna get the same shit over and over and over again. So fucking push it. I did a whole, like, I think this morning, we had our uh, bi-weekly muscle building mentorship call. And the coaches and I, we got talking about, and, and, and the other people on the call, we got talking about like going to a really fucking dark place. Like, dude, Alexa cried on the leg press like four times this week. Like, and every time you're like, okay, this like, she's gotta be done. Uh, and okay, well maybe this one, like this has to be the last one. And then she just keeps on going. And all of a sudden like head shake lock in and she gets five more. And I'm like, this is, this is, fucking crazy. But I love training with people like that. So you, I was, I, I talked about this. Everybody thinks they train hard until they train with somebody who trains hard. Yeah. So find people who train hard. And I challenge you to train harder than you think. And that doesn't mean continuing a movement until the movement fails. Like that's not thrusting your hips into your bicep curls. That's perfect execution. Yeah. Elbows by your sides, locked in, not moving, perfect intent. Mind is inside the bicep. You're keeping tension in the bicep. You're lengthening, you're shortening, you're training the bicep to the absolute fucking best of your ability. You are so focused that you don't even notice anybody else around you. Your tunnel vision, your brain gets foggy. You might get stars. Like you don't hear anything. You are, all you can hear is like the fucking beating of your heart and like like muffled sounds around you because you're so inside that by bi that bicep. And then you continue to do that until it literally cannot fucking contract again. Not until you don't want to contract it again, like until it cannot, that's training with intensity. So if you dial in your execution, your intensity, your intent, part of intensity is the fourth pillar. And I added this fourth pillar because it used to be just the three, but I had to remind people that progressive stimulus is what gets you to where you want to go. So be better than you were yesterday. More weight, more reps, better execution, better intent, better intensity, better anything, better range of motion. I think I already said that. All of those count as a progressive stimulus. You are getting better than you were yesterday. That's how we teach you to train. That's going to help you build muscle. Now it's not going to help you build muscle until you lock in the other variables of the method. One being the H is for habits because if it's not habitual, it's not sustainable. Like we want sustainable results, right? We don't want, dude, like honestly, fuck people's like 90 day transformations. That does nothing for me. Yeah. I want to see your like three year transformation. Yeah. I don't care that you lost a hundred, like great. You lost like fucking 50 pounds in six months, whatever. Like that's fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not down. Yeah, especially that. if you're someone who's like needs to lose that weight now or you're going to die. Yeah, Those exactly. are different. But Thanks. show me that you've learned the habits and that you have become the person that keeps that off. Yeah. So the method is about building habits. If it's not habitual, it's not sustainable. If it's not sustainable, it's not successful. So we want prioritizing your sleep to be a habit. We want training really fucking hard to be a habit. We want selecting foods that we know digest well and are good for you to be a habit. We want all these things to be habitual. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Pillsbury, who is, yeah. has another great, 
um, online program for women yep. um, who are just getting into fitness. Shout she out to Chelsea. A, she fucking kills it. Yeah. she uh, Her Instagram's at train with Chelsea. C-H-E-L-S-Y. No E in there. Uh, but she, um, she had a great quote on her Instagram recently, which was something along the lines of if the habits are not sustainable, the like your outcomes won't be sustainable. Exactly. And that I was like, Oh damn, that makes a lot of sense. Cause like anybody can short term just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to like go all in on this and it's going to do that's and what everybody like, does. And, and you know, maybe that's sustainable for you for a three week weeks or three <laughs> weeks or a year even. And then you're just like so burnt out, you give up uh, like and eventually you go all the other way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you, it's, you have to create, you know, slow, it's just like slow and steady. Like <laughs> do you, you have remember, to create these habits that are going to work. Do you remember when we did the, what did, what did we call this episode? Did we call it Weight Watchers is making you fat? Something like After that. After I had that client who was like, Weight Watchers always works for me every time. And I'm yeah. like, what do you dude, mean every what do you time? Mean every time, dude. If it worked for you, then you would have the habits for it ne to never have to do it again. Yeah. So if something works, you only have to do it one time. That's, and so all, what we're talking about is fad diets. Fad diets are fad diets because they're not, they can't be habitual. Yeah. Nobody can fucking drink juice for their entire life. Yeah. Nobody can drink fucking celery juice or what, like whatever else, any other fad fucking diets, nobody can eliminate carbs. And I can't say nobody, like most people can't. I definitely couldn't for the rest of your life. If you can't see you do, if you can't see yourself doing it forever, guess what? It's not sustainable. So have you seen this guy, um, sidebar, have you seen this guy who says he only eats air? He doesn't Dude, eat food. Wait, yes, I did. Not even that he doesn't eat a, solid food. He doesn't eat he's food. He's a breatharian. He's a breatharian. Yep. He only eats air. He's he said that he had he like went to two days a week of food and then he's been eating air. He eats air. Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I I don't know what to make of it. Um, very. We, we got to do a deep dive on that video. Dude, at some we point. should have him on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, dude. I need to learn about this. Tell us. Tell us how you cook. How is that air. sustainable? Yeah. Apparently, it is. He's been doing it for two years. Do don't to the people listening. Don't fucking eat air. Don't. I eat mean, air. breathe it for sure. But don't eat it. Air goes in your lungs. Food goes in your stomach. <laughs> did, you, did you learn that from the magic school quick, bus? Yeah, quick uh, quick tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Don't put food in your lungs and don't put air in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. For real, though. Like, stop drinking carbonated beverages, too. It fucks up your digestion. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, H. If it's, not ha if it's not habitual, it's not sustainable. If it's not sustainable, it's not successful. The O of the method is where the real shit happens. Okay. This is where the magic happens. Yes. That's why it's, oh. That's why it's, oh my God, I got jacked. <laughs> um, that's why, oh. <laughs> so yes, we need to teach you how to train. We need to teach you healthy habits so that it's habitual. Um, but we need to, oh, optimize internal health, health and biofeedback. Yeah. Like our approach is health first. If your body is not healthy, then it does not respond the way that it's supposed to respond. And it cannot die. It cannot place its resources. It cannot direct resources to doing what we want it to do. 
if your hormones are in the shitter, if your metabolism is downregulated, if your cortisol is through the roof, I, I said hormones, but like if your sleep is terrible, if your digestion sucks, like guess what? You're not gonna recover. You're not gonna be able to utilize nutrients effectively, which means your muscles are not gonna get nutrients effectively, which means you're not gonna grow, you're not gonna improve, you're also not gonna lose fat. Nothing is gonna change. The amount of people that I get come to me who have been crash dieting for years, who have been trying to lose weight for years, who haven't been in a calorie surplus in a decade, yo, you're fucked up. We have to fix you first. I shouldn't say that. You're not broken. Your body has just done exactly what you've told it to do. Everybody who's out there who said, who has ever said, oh, I have a slow metabolism. I think my metabolism is broken or my metabolism is damaged. Those things don't exist. Your metabolism is not broken. It's not damaged. It's it, quote unquote slow. It's downregulated. It's done exactly what it's supposed to do. In fact, that's a sign that it's working very well. Yeah. Because you've been giving it less and less food and it's been adapting to use less and less food so you don't die. Right. It's keeping you alive. So we need to optimize internal health and biofeedback. How do we do that? We look at labs. Okay, so I have a series of labs that I like to see from my clients, especially if I uh, assume or can, I, I don't like to use the word assume, especially if I speculate that there is an issue. And so we pull labs. I wanna look at your internal health. I wanna look at your hormones. I wanna look at your thyroid. I wanna look at your cortisol, your insulin, uh, your fasted blood glucose, all of these metrics to see where potential threats may lie. Um, as an example, we track fasted blood glucose in all of our clients. So our clients, at least once a week on their check-in, will prick their finger, they'll tell us what their fasted blood glucose is. If your fasted blood glucose is, is consistently over 100, then that's a red flag. Go back and listen to our um, how to make sure you're healthy episode, talking about fasted blood glucose and insulin. Go back and listen to that episode. It's gonna tell you all about it. If you're not, if your fasted blood glucose is high, then you're not insulin sensitive. You're not partitioning nutrients very effectively. You're probably really stressed out. We need to manage those things. We need to fix those things. So we take a look at internal health through lab work. We optimize biofeedback strictly through our weekly check-ins. So. Things that we track and want to improve upon are things like your sleep, your hunger, your recovery, your energy, your digestion, your stress. We need to improve those things. People listening right now, if one of those things is not good for you, you just had a red flag go off. Like if, you, if your sleep sucks and you either can't fall asleep or you can't stay asleep, that's a problem. We fix that. If your digestion sucks and you're going to the bathroom like a lot of times during the day or like very rarely throughout the week, those are both problems. If you constantly get bloated or if you have acid reflux all the time, like we need to fix these things because the food that you're putting into your body is not digesting properly, which means that those nutrients are not being partitioned properly which means that food is just going in and out of you and you're not actually getting what you want out of the food. You would actually, in most cases, be able to fix your digestion, eat less food, don't do this, and get the same effect because you're just putting all this food, it's just going through you. Like some of you might even, not to be graphic, but some of you might even be able to see your food in the toilet. That's not cool, that's not good. So we need to fix your digestion. So every week, Clients will check in with us. We ask you, hey, how was your sleep? Hey, how was your digestion? Hey, how, how's your stress levels this week? And we're assessing so that we can improve. If you wake up 
in the middle of the night and it's usually between the hours of two and three, I know it's a cortisol issue. Sometimes I fuck with people and they're like, oh, I've been waking up in the middle of the night. I'm like, cool. Is it between two and three? They're like, yeah. How'd you know? Like, well, cause that's a fucking cortisol issue. It's just usually what it is. Cause I have a camera in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Cause how else would I know? <laughs> I've hacked into your life. Um, no, we, we, because these, I've done this so many fucking times. I just know. Yeah. So I know how to fix it. So we fix your sleep. We fix your, uh, your recovery, recoverability by fixing your sleep, fixing your digestion, your physique enhancement and, and improving in the gym and improving in your life is just about stress management. So in our earlier scenario where like you have a crazy life and crazy job, crazy kids, like all this shit, you can't recover from like a really hard training session six days a week. Yeah. So we have you train less and that's it. That's fine. So we are optimizing your internal health. We're optimizing your biofeedback. This is like, guys, this is where you start to feel really fucking good. Training less has been huge for me, actually. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like, I've had way more strength and physique gains, I feel like, and um, just feel way better. Okay. And this is. Which is opposite. With that, that's, that's, a, that's a big one, I think, that I had a misconception about. Where you I'm wanted like, to oh, do you more. lift weights more. And then you get stress, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Literally been the opposite. Here's the crazy part for the people. I have a high stress, you know, I have a lot of stress, so it makes you sense. You do. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy part for the people listening. How, how many days a week are you weight training? Two. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. People are like, people want to do so much and they, they think that they have to train five days a week. Dude, your progress training two days a week in like just a few weeks was fucking insane. Yeah. Because we were managing your stress better, you'd notice how much less water you were holding, yeah. how much better you were probably sleeping, how much better your digestion is. Like all of these things have improved because we're actually having you do less and we're managing the stress. Yeah. So now, I mean, you're a, you're a great example of this. Do you feel as though you've learned how to do this much better on your own? Yes. So yeah. like, you know, how to pay attention to your sleep, how to pay attention to your digestion and how to like understand whether or not you're recovering. If you're training hard enough, like, like we've taught you the method at this point. Yeah. So, and even like Matt, you know, macros, like I'm, I, I count my macros now, but I'm starting to feel like more and more, like it'll be four or 5 PM. And I kind of have a ballpark idea of what I should eat yep. based on what I've eaten already. Like I'm still counting them. Um, but like, I'm starting to realize like, oh yeah, I think I know like, oh, I just need to eat like fish right now. Cause I do, cause I need like protein without fat or something like yeah. that, you know? So you get it. Yeah. So this is literally why I created the method is because there has been a problem in the industry where people, people make money off treatment, not cure. Yeah. And the treatment is not solving the problem. And the problem is that people don't know how to do this for themselves. Yeah. So I created the method so that we could teach you the process so that you can do it on your own. And the D of the method is quite literally so you can do it forever. Right. And you're a shining example of this. Like you understand a lot more about how to get closer to your goals at this point. Now, part of the reason why I'm, I'm cool with like giving you guys the method. And I mentioned that I had a, a guide on the four pillars of training. I literally have a PDF that explains the entire method. So like whoever's listening, if you want a copy of it, DM me on Instagram at Josh Levine fitness, I'll give you a copy of the method, everything that I just explained. So if you were taking notes, like don't, sorry, but like, I'll send you a pretty PDF. But the reason I'm cool with sharing it is because it's one thing to like understand the method and like how it could work completely different to learn how to apply it to yourself. Yeah. And it's like, I'll, you know, 
Yeah. Execute, executing it still is like, you need help. You need help learning how to execute. (laughs) But now like once we've taught you, and this is why like our average client retention is usually about 16 months. The reason being people want to learn how to go through their fat loss, their muscle building and their reverse diet phases. Yeah. So, you know, you might want to come to me, you build muscle. Cool. All right. Now let's see what's underneath it all. We go fat loss. And then I can't let you leave without reverse dieting. Yeah. So you learn how to do those three things. You learn how to do this forever. So most people are with us in order to learn how to apply the education. The method was built on the concept of applied education. So you join the method. We teach you how to do this forever. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now you don't have to pay anybody else for the rest of your life because you know how your body works. That's why it's more than a method. It's a mentorship. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. That's and like, I've been fucking thrilled with how well it's going. Like even, you know, obviously people like you who are learning how to do this for themselves. That's, that's my entire mission. Yeah. It's been working really well so far. Hell yeah. So that's the method. That's my process. So now if you're listening and you're like, well, shit, yeah, my process sucks. (laughs) Not, not like mine. Like you're thinking like, oh, I was just going to go like lift weights and drink a protein shake. Yeah. Those are steps. Those Those aren't a process. Yeah. That's like the smallest step. Yeah. (laughs) So now that you understand what a good process looks like, that is my six step process known as the method. I'd love to teach it to you. Cool. Yeah. What else we got here? You, and, um, you've got, some like really awesome stuff coming up this week. I guess if you're listening to this in the future, this won't really apply live, but we'll probably have, um, we'll probably have these recorded somewhere either on our YouTube channel or maybe even on this channel. Um, but yeah, what do you have coming up this week for people to tune into? Dude, I'm so excited for this. So I've never done anything like this before. Um, I mean, I do, we go live three times a week in the muscle building secrets, Facebook group with tips and tricks and like really valuable info. Um, and so that I've done. And obviously I have the muscle building mentorship for the clients or the members of the mentorship, which are biweekly educational sessions every other Sunday, but I've never done something like we're about to do. So this week, uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, that's going to be August 17th, 18th, and 19th. I've teamed up with some really intelligent people. Uh, A couple of them we've had on the podcast. And essentially what we're doing is we're laying out a three-day webinar series to teach you everything you need to know about how to build muscle and reach your goals. So on Tuesday, I have Kenny and Sarah Lipton. Anybody who knows the Liptons, they're just like absolute national fucking treasures. They're some of my favorite people in the fucking world. They're so nice. I love them so much. So they are going to present on training. And like, honestly, if you guys aren't following them on Instagram, you have to, it like, especially Kenny's Instagram is just full of fucking information. Like he should pay people to have to access to it. He's so good at what he does. He's so good at explaining training methodologies and execution. So he's going to teach training on Tuesday, the 17th at 5 PM mountain time. If you guys want in uh, DM me on Instagram, I'll send you the zoom link. Although this is going to air on Wednesday. So hopefully you guys already saw it um, on Wednesday. I have Paige Myers, who is a, she has her master's. She's a registered dietitian. Um, She's also licensed. She, I believe works in the NICU, but she's also a competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. So whereas we had Kara on the podcast previously, Kara Goss, my other RD friend, um, where there's like a disconnect between like, uh, what did she call it? Um, Dietetics for like 
medical dietetics versus mm -hmm. performance dietetics. Yeah. So Paige is going to lay out everything you guys need to know about how to eat for your goals. Right. And come from the RD. Like you can't get it from a better source. And then on Thursday, we have our boy, Anthony Spada, Spada Fitness, who is just like an absolute fucking wealth of knowledge. I love the kids so much. And he is going to present on optimizing internal health and biofeedback. So if you guys are paying attention here, like I've given you the steps to the method. Like I literally laid out the six step process, DM me on Instagram and I'll send you a PDF version of it. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, we're gonna teach you, Kenny and Sarah are gonna cover the T for training. Paige is gonna cover optimization of nutrition. And so she's gonna to touch on part of our O, which is optimization of biofeedback through digestion and nutrients. And then Anthony Spada is gonna cover the entire optimization of internal health and biofeedback. So I'm giving you the steps and then I'm having people basically explain all the best ways to do it. So you should know how to do everything. Yeah. Now, like Travis said, easier said than done. Like right. application, like it, it usually helps to apply. Yeah. So um, I may have a surprise coming for you guys where, you know what, this is gonna come out after the first, uh, the first webinar. But what I'm gonna do is if you attend one of these, you'll be entered into a raffle for me to literally build your protocols. So we'll have day one, day two, day three, um, either on day three, or I may add a, a fourth day, uh, whoever shows up to, to that webinar, I will afterwards or during that, I'll pick a couple people who are there and I will just build your protocols for you. I'm just going to give you the keys to the Corvette. Sick. Yeah. So check out these webinars, go watch one of them and enter a chance to win free protocols. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And where did people find them in your face? Is this just in your Facebook this group? Is, the webinar? This is Zoom only. Okay. Yeah. So this is pretty exclusive. So if you want to, if you want access to these, um, find me on Instagram. You can follow me at Josh Levine Fitness. That's Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E, -E, like Adam, not Avril. So at Josh Levine Fitness, shoot me a message there. Um, and I will send you the Zoom link. Uh, you can also find that Zoom link in the Muscle Building Secrets Facebook group. So if you go to Muscle Building Secrets and Facebook, I think it's facebook.com slash groups slash Josh Levine Fitness. Uh, you can get there too. But yeah, it's going to be Zoom only. So if you want the if you want the deets, you got to show up. Cool. Yeah. And if you're watching this way in the future and none of this makes any sense, we're going to have, we, we should have links in the show notes of yep. where, where to watch a recording of this. Yeah. So just go down, just scroll down into the show notes and you can check out those webinars. Hey, and while you're there, throw us a quick five-star review. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on, guy. Might While you're well. there, just scroll to the bottom of that page. Gently scroll to the bottom of the page. Graze up against that five-star button. <laughs> just take that five-star button out to dinner. Take it out to a nice steak dinner. <laughs> Buy it a dirty martini. Don't smash it. Don't smash it. <laughs> just take it out to dinner. Just a light graze up against that <laughs> like button. <laughs> Oh my God. We'd appreciate that. Yeah, we would appreciate it. All right, cool. Well, um, before we start getting too weird, we'll have another unfiltered <laughs> episode for you guys where we get really weird. I think well, we should do an unfiltered episode where we review some of these insane, like dude who eats air diets. Oh, I'm, I'm down. We should watch some YouTube videos and just like check them out. Yeah. If you guys think that that's a good idea, let us know. Yeah, I think that would be hysterical.
There's got to be guy who eats air might be the weirdest, but I'm sure there's other very um, weird shit like dude, that. Dude, I I mean, have you there's shows on uh Apparently he just drinks his own urine. Too. I'm not even really? kidding. Yeah. Okay. So this start okay, I was going to say it starts to get weirder. But there's people who eat like couch cushions and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I saw that on a TV show once. Yeah. I don't know. Let us send us some info of like yeah. the weirdest diets you've yeah. ever heard of. <laughs> send us like the- someone who eats couch cushions or air. Yeah. And we'll react to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you my honest opinion as to how well it'll help you reach your goals. Yeah. <laughs> Guy who eats air. All right, cool. Well, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the struggle strength podcast. We really appreciate it. Like we said, don't forget to throw us five stars and uh, subscribe. If you enjoy it, follow us on Instagram and we want to connect with you. So we'll chat with you soon until next time uh, for our unfiltered episode for the guy who eats air. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.